world, you cool cats and space cowboys. It's time for Cosmic Tea with your host, Avalon Starlight. Welcome to episode 10, and I don't know why I want to actually count out these episodes, but it feels really good. I'm like, wow! Look, it's me. I've done 10 episodes, Pat's on back. Um, This one's kind of exciting. This is, uh, again, part of my life's work, part of what I tune in to do when I'm working with my clients. But I think it's a really fascinating piece of information. So when you are on your soul's path, when you are, you know, I always, in my book, The Magical Business Method, I always say clarity comes with movement. When we begin to journey down the path of our soul's discovery, and we're learning more and more about who we are, what our gifts are, how we show up in the world, sometimes it's a breadcrumb experience, right? Like some Sometimes you're going to, like in 2017 was when I learned that I could read chakras and started jumping in hundreds of bodies practicing, but it was in 2022 after a huge, huge nine month stint with grief, like where I was just under a dark cloud of grief and choosing it and not rushing it and not wishing it away, just being with the grief. And one of my clients uh, yesterday, or like she described it beautifully to her friend, she said, my journey through grief, I'm in a journey with grief right now. And that's what it was, right? And it was as I was coming out of my journey with grief, having worked with chakras and working with clients since 2017 in this work that a piece of the puzzle came together and, and my guides, my spirit guides, my cosmic team said, okay, here's what we, here's what you need to know now that you've experienced this level of emotion. And I was like, cause I have experienced grief before, but I've never given my grief permission to take as much space and time as it needed. Because what I learned in 2022 was grief doesn't have like a a timeout button. It doesn't have like a designated uh, month that it will end. You're just in it. And when you surrender to it, there's this beautiful unfolding, right? That happens. And so it was after my beautiful unfolding with grief that I received this, this, information that we have seven main chakra body uh, chakras in our main body right I always think of it if you think of your physical body as a house you have seven floors to your energetic body right root is at the is the basement it's the foundation it's what the rest of your energy system is on your crown is like your rooftop deck it's where you put your telescope is where you put you know uh, your receiver your your satellite dish to receive all the information from spirit. And in between is your heart, right? Right at this beautiful space. And so in a way, throat, third eye and crown is, is from, is what I call your upper chakras. And then your solar plexus, your sacral and your root are your lower chakras. And the heart is, is what bridges the two of them together. And so after I experienced a deep grief cycle, I was shown that at some point in our life, whether it's it's from childhood, adolescence, but we we end up protecting our hearts, right? And so we we close our hearts down. And in the moment that we close our hearts, wherever we are dominant or feel safest in our chakra body, we will then experience the world through that. And so 
what I was shown and what I started to research in 2022 was the concept of being an upper chakra person or a lower chakra person. So as somebody, which I now recognize was a upper chakra person, when my heart protected, I had a lot of trauma from my childhood that I packed down in my lower chakra. So it felt very unsafe to be down there protected my heart. So I started to live as an upper chakra person, meaning it felt really easy to meditate. It felt really easy to just use my voice. Acting was what I wanted to do, right? I just wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be somebody else. I lived for fantasy. When I was out of alignment, I was extremely good at wanting my husband to be a fantasy version of himself. Um, almost being at that level of manifestation, which was super ungrounded, just like, yeah, 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 it'll come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like almost like a, like the only way to explain it is an ungrounded manifester with no, my feet not on the ground, not willing to see reality at all. Because when you are close at the heart as an upper chakra person, reality is the last place you want to be placing your your feet, your energy. You have a hard time coming into your body fully and completely because you just want to live in the vision, the dream, keep looking towards the future because you don't really want to be where you are. And the idea from, from the level of a spiritual entrepreneur, of systems, of writing things down, of needing to know the details, screw that. Details are not my jam as an upper chakra person. Just show me, like, I'm here. This is where I want to be. And so I'll just figure it out as I go. Very spontaneous. The unknown doesn't bother us. Easy peasy. Upper chakra. Now, if at any point in your life you protected your heart um, and what wasn't easy is you lost faith with religion, God. So then your third eye becomes very unsafe. People didn't hear you. You could be talking, sharing your message. And, you know, you were quite made to be quiet, made to, to not be seen, not heard. And so you're, it became very unsafe to be up in your upper chakras, right? So your trauma is actually held in the top three chakras, you protect your heart, then you're in a lower chakra person, which is my husband. I'm upper chakra, my husband's lower chakra. I guess we balance each other, but I'm going to explain how to open up this channel. So as a lower chakra person, you're a realist, right? You keep your feet firmly on the ground. You do not like the unknown. Uncertainty is not your jam. You want to see the steps that you're taking. You know, it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Because again, the plan... And being clear and clear-minded and rational and understanding what's in front of you and make it like, so when I work with lower chakra people, they have a hard time visualizing the future, right? Like, where am I six months from now, a year from now? What do you want to write as a fully scripted intention with detail? They're like, yeah, but there's so many variables that could happen from here to there. How do I know if, you know, I write this and then it's like basically written in stone. There's no shifting something because I said I was going to do it. Now I got to do it. These are lower chakra people, right? Um, and so you're almost overly in the real world without being able to tap into the higher energies, the support of the divine. Um, I think of my husband here. I often talk about him in my podcast and like he has a, a hard time allowing the idea that there is a higher being power energy available to him, right? Like it's just like 
that's where having a closed heart or protected heart chakra makes it so that we can't, if you're lower chakra, you can't really tune in higher to these higher energies, these higher frequencies. If you're lower chakra, you tend to find it easier to call from the earth, very shamanic like practices. And, and, you know, when you think about nature, you think about Magaya, that feels so good and so natural to you because your energy is kind of flowing from the earth up to the heart and down and through. Now, if you're upper chakra you tend to love love meditating like bring me some golden light let me talk to some angels oh yeah for sure i'm gonna just go hang out in my akasha we're good like send me up beat me up scotty right and again it's not that you don't feel grounded on the earth and you don't feel great in nature but it's not your go-to it's not your like i um immediately when i think about you know, tuning into the universe, I go up, not down. So how do we, we bridge the gap? How do we open our hearts? When I went through my grief, that's when I recognized that oftentimes the reason we protect our heart is because grief is the one emotion that we don't want to nurture, honor, find sacred, invite in, call to the dinner party and say, you are the guest of honor here today. And for however long you stay. And so when I experienced my grief, I called it my crash landing um, because I opened up my heart fully to all the grief that I had experienced in my whole life that I hadn't been willing to look at. And grief is actually the most beautiful thing I've ever let in because with what I recognize as the human population is that we, we tend to keep ourselves very neutral in what we're allowed to feel. We don't want to feel too good because what if it's taken away and we don't want to feel too bad because what if we get stuck there, right? So we kind of have a, a limit to the expansive feeling that will go. The deeper I went into my grief, the deeper I recognized on the opposite spectrum that I could feel joy even in my grief, right? And so when I crash landed, I opened up my heart chakra and I, I landed in the real world. I chose this three-dimensional world, feet firmly on the ground, and I was like, oh my God, this is heavy down here, heavy. And it took me a couple months, and I think that was part of my grief too, and it makes me emotional just talking about it somehow in like being like, oh my God, this is what choosing to be human feels like, right? Like it is dense here, but I haven't even been willing to feel the feelings of being in this world, in this body, in this now, because I was just so seeking a future that didn't exist yet. That was a dream for me, right? And so I crash landed in my body and it took a few months for me to feel good about that, to feel and understand as an upper chakra that I can pull energy through me into this, this world, through my heart, into these lower chakras and begin to like create a really foundational experience for myself here, right? So my business foundations change, my relationship foundations change, my idea of rooting and grounding myself changed. And then I witnessed lower chakra people who go through their grief, right? And they're able all of a sudden to almost like breathe into new life, new existence, to 
formulate a new relationship to uncertainty and to the unknown. And as scary as it was for me to land in my lower chakras, it's really scary to leap into the unknown as a, as a lower chakra person, to trust the divine, to trust that you're going to be safe and taken care of, even without the spreadsheet or the need to know the, the absolute answer or the outcome, right? And if you are listening you can probably feel the difference between what an upper and lower chakra person is, right? And so this grief or this willingness to feel the emotion, mine happened to be grief that was keeping my heart protected and opening that up to be this really attuned channel of energy was, was one of the most spectacular. And it was after, like, that's what I mean. 2017, I learned I could read chakras. 2022, they showed me that we begin our lives after our first protection as upper or lower chakra people for however long until we're willing to feel the feels that we, we protect our heart from feeling in the first place. And this is something that I have been studying chakras for since 2017, but I do it through my own personal experience. And so I decided after I worked with the chakras and created enough space for, you know, spirit to send energy through my body uh, to devote a year to each chakra. And I devoted a year to root and I devoted a year to sacral. I devoted a year to solar plexus. I did heart in 2022. So it makes sense that this experience happened to me in my year of heart chakra. And this year is my year of throat chakra, which is really already in March showing up in how the language that I'm using to speak to my community, bringing my podcast back to life. I will do a podcast now that I'm thinking about it that actually talks about the chakras and, you know, how they're relatable to your real life and what a year in each of these chakras has felt like for me, what came up. And it, it it's not light when you decide to unpack or to heal things in your being in your body in order to hold a higher capacity for you in this world to show up in your highest service and your relationships. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but it's just like you're, you're choosing to heal. You're choosing to look at things that you, you didn't want to look at before, but it can be the most powerful experience. I always say healing has been the hardest, but the most beneficial thing I've ever done in my life. So again, if you are listening right now, and you've made it to the end of this episode, I would love to know which do you align with? Do you align with being a lower chakra person, an upper chakra person? Tag me, share this episode, tag me on social media. I've placed all my social medias in the comments. Let me know. Let me see. I like to hear. I like to feel. I just love as empath that sense of community and growth and expansion together. So tag me and let me know you know, were you upper or lower chakra? Like I'll always be an upper chakra person. It's, it's, it's for real. I got to choose the real world all the time. Every day I got to be like, nope, land in my body. I'm here. I am here. Um, which is again, land in the body is what I'm going to be talking about with Jenna Smith this Friday in my interview. Such a great episode. Oh, so good. I really highly recommend as an upper chakra, you listen to this episode um, and have a great day, you guys. And I will talk to you next week when I think I'll start breaking down the chakras a little deeper. Have a great day.